pull up a bar stool. All right, so we're gonna talk some Facebook ads today. I'm gonna invite Andrew Foxwell back to the pub. He's gonna be drinkless, unfortunately. I will not be. Um, kind of like the last, I think it was the last time we did this as well. We streamed this one live to the PHC Elite Facebook group. Um, so we occasionally interacted with people in the group and answered some of their questions. So it was really cool. So if you want to be part of that, um, just go to johnloomer.com slash PHC and you can learn about our two offerings, PHC Elite and PHC Basic. PHC Elite's where you'd want to be if you'd want to get uh, the live streaming of these podcasts. Uh, so today we're going to talk about a few things. Um, talk about some of my recent success with uh, promoting my webinar and some ridiculous results and, and how I'm doing it. We're also going to talk about scaling. We're going to talk about the new automated rules. We're just lots and lots of stuff. So info packed, sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here's another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So once again, I've invited Andrew to the pub, but it's kind of a special edition in that uh, those who are hearing this on iTunes or whatever, whatever, yeah. But we're also streaming this live, so all warts and everything else um, to PHC Elite, so a Power Hitters Club Elite, our exclusive membership for advanced Facebook advertisers. We'll see how that goes. If uh, they may ask some questions here and there too that we may jump into, and um, I don't know, I'm kind of nervous. What do you think? I'm feeling really good. I am just so glad to be here. Honored to be on the podcast again, and uh, glad of all of you that have listened in in the past and emailed afterwards and. Uh, so yeah, just great, just great to be here. Great to talk about Facebook ads. The thing I'm thinking about every day, all day. So it's all glad day, to be I'll... in my commu- community of people. Yeah, man. Uh, and we did this kind of as a surprise. So with PHC Elite, we've uh, we've got a small group tuning in so far, and we'll see. We might take some of their questions as we go. But um, before we get started, you've already told me that I should be disappointed in you. Because uh, normally, because we are at the pub, <laughs> and I say, hey, hey, what are you drinking? And JR is always like, I got cranberry juice, or I got this water, or this fake beverage, whatever. And uh, so, unfortunately, what, what do you got rolling? You got nothing. What, what's your story? I tell you, I got a, usually I got a water rolling. I just, uh, as I said, last night, hitting, uh, hitting the club seats at the University of Wisconsin basketball game, uh, definitely took advantage of the brews. Um, so, it is time uh, to have a little water, in my opinion. <laughs> uh <laughs> Good, good thing I didn't have to go into a literal office today uh, because Foxville Digital, the Empire, work, we work from home. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, anyway, so that's what I've got rolling. What do you got rolling? Understood. Well, I am taking a different direction today. This is a coffee with Kahlua. So I almost went, oh, nice. I almost went the direction. So last night I actually saw uh, um, The Big Lebowski. Have you ever seen The Big Lebowski? Yeah, of course. It's a great so, movie. So I almost, I almost had a, a white Russian instead today but yeah, oh yeah that would have been good I, decided, I, I figured that might be a little bit too early in the morning and then I'd 
people start asking questions about me. So, because uh, it is only 9.45 my time. So I'm going with, this is a, a cappuccino with Kahlua. So we're getting kind of uh, snooty and snotty. Yes, well, Rob, uh, Rob Young is tuning in. Rob, hey, it's good to uh, good to have you here. Thanks for uh, thanks for saying hello. You're getting the questions um, not coming like, from me, man. Oh, you're there. It looks like looks like uh, it looks. Rob just updated something in the Power Hitters Club this morning. Actually, it talks about a new feature under budget and scheduling. That uh, that is a thing that essentially gives you an estimated daily budget and conversions, which is interesting. Say what um, within. Within the uh, you know kind of scheduling and budget area, so that's a question I've had from people before. Of you know, how do I know how many conversions I'm going to get based on what I've done uh, and how much money I'm spending? And so it gives you an estimated uh, graph now, which is kind of interesting based on previous results. So fascinating, fascinating stuff. Of if you scale it, how much money or how many conversions they think they're going to give. So now they're given kind of ranges and things so like that's, that. That's so within, within Power Editor or within the Ad Create tool or that guided flow. Did, we, did Rob provide it? Looks, uh, it, it looks like it's uh, it looks like it's coming from the Power Editor, but uh, we'll have to see. But anyway, kind of interesting. So thanks, Rob, for being there. Thanks. Uh, if anybody has any questions they want to comment on, let us know. But uh, new features always always nuts, you know, always rolling things out. It's one of the things Facebook is keeps us young because yeah. they're always coming out with something new. Well, they make it easy for us, man. But actually, I'm going to completely spring this one on you because I forgot about this topic. You, you, you mentioned uh, mm-hmm. new features. Well, I just wrote about this uh, last Friday, I think, is automated rules. Because I have that. automated rules. You, you have automated rules now. Yeah, I just I just got it in a couple of accounts. I didn't have it before that. Um, de- started using it yesterday in a couple in actually two different accounts. I think we have it in four or five accounts now. I haven't looked at every one of them. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this is one of those things that with automated rules, which you know allows you to to do kind of whatever automation you want in terms of optimization. Um, that's one of those that was a main value proposition of some of these Facebook softwares that were out there of automated rules, like an ad espresso or others. Um, that was great. You know, you, Oh, if this happens, then this kind of, and so now they're, (laughs) they've taken that feature away as well and have it natively in the platform. So I I, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize that they took that away. So, uh, well, I mean, I don't think they took it away from the, I don't think they took it away from the software companies, but I think that they, uh, I think that they, um, you know, it's kind of brought that into Facebook natively, which is like, you know, probably well, that, more effective than, than other software that, can be. That's what, that's what keeps platform. me, that's what keeps me from getting involved in software, right? At least the Facebook ads related software He's like, Oh, we should do this because this is, mm-hmm. this is something that's missing from the Facebook platform. We can make it so much mm-hmm. better. And all of a sudden Facebook works that into power editor, or whatever. And you're like, Oh, Okay. Uh, we're now no longer all that useful. So got to do something else. Um, but sure. yeah, so I I knew this was in the API. I wasn't really using it. I tried it actually within, um, I always forget the name of the, the, the software that I've used before for the purpose of automated rules. I never got it to work very well, but I started using it last week as soon as I got it. Immediately I saw the impact in that. Um, so I had some ca- campaigns running where I was just doing it for the purpose of, and actually I, I use it as an example in the blog post, of promoting a blo- promoting blo- content, promoting blog posts. And uh, it's like, okay, for these ad sets, if the cost per website click is under 10 cents over a three-day period, raise the budget 50%. If it's over 20, mm-hmm. 20 cents, 
lower it 50%. If it's over 25 mm-hmm. cents, kill it. Well, it immediately started to go to work and I'll, all of a sudden I had a, uh, an ad set that I would normally just be spending $20 on. Last I checked, it was $45 a day or something like that, forty-two fifty or whatever the, the math ended up with. And um, so n- now I'm benefiting from the fact that I'm not having to micromanage it and maybe miss some of the updates or see miss how it's actually doing where I can go in there and update the the uh, budget myself. Facebook does it for me, and uh, I think it's pretty awesome. I think it's pretty awesome. And now, yeah. I, I haven't applied it to conversion campaigns yet, and I will definitely do that, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, Cyber and Smith on the uh, uh, group here on the thread has asked, so what do you guys think of the uh, added value of Ad Espresso and similar tools? Now, I mean, I, I think um, there's always a place for them. And I think for some for some people, uh, having an added tool in there um, from a targeting perspective, from a uh, yeah, optimization perspective, from a building perspective, it's a lot easier. Um, and I think people there's there, there's definitely people that really like it. Um, and I know a lot of agencies use tools like that. So there's clearly a place. It's, it's one of those things where it's what you're comfortable with and where you really feel like you can have the most impact. Um, and there's still a lot of features that they have at Ad Espresso that are very, very uh, attractive. So there's always going to be a place for that. But um, yeah, I, I, I agree. And I know um, that we've had this discussion before kind of about social tools. But uh, but how are things going for the um, for the signups for your webinar and, and kind of the things that you're doing there? I know that you, you've been seeing good results. So so what are you doing and what's that looking like? So this, this was pretty insane. I uh, for anyone who's not familiar, I, during the last year, I was doing monthly free webinars for Facebook ads, one for beginner, one for intermediate, one for advanced. They all did really well, um, but I decided to kind of go away from that model and be more uh, topic-based, not only within the free webinar, but um, my training program. So um, I, I launched this new webinar on Monday, and everybody knows me, Andrew, you know me, I, I would love to wait till the last minute. And this was last minute, right? I'm doing the webinar next Monday. So I just came up with kind of the topics. I... Uh, I threw together a landing page. I have not put together the slides one bit, but I said, this is what I'm going to talk about next Monday. Um, sent out an email and then also started running some Facebook ads. And the Facebook ads were ridiculous. Um, I just checked again this morning. Last I checked, the cost per conversion, depending on the audience, 10, $0.10 cents in one case, $0.20 cents for another audience, the lead ads at one point were under ten cents per lead, although that's been I think back up to about ten cents, and um, that's one where I didn't apply automation to. But if I would have, my threshold would have been like if it's you know if it's under seventy five cents, raise the budget. Not under twenty cents. I mean, it's just uh, insane. So, yeah, I mean, so, so what do you have? Uh, what are you, who are you targeting those at and, uh, and kind of what's some of the creative looking like right now? I mean, cause that's extremely inexpensive scene at cost per registration of, of 10 and 20 cents. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. This, I was surprised myself now. Um, be very, very quick. Cause one of the questions I got when I shared it in PHC elite was what was the creative? And I think that's the wrong place to start. Cause it, you, did you see my creative when I shared it, uh, in the group? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, nothing I'm, special. I, yeah, I didn't. 
No, I thought it was. Int- I mean, I think it's interesting. It catches the eye, but uh, but I was just curious, you know, kind of what the components right. of that campaign were. So the creative creative was nothing special at all. I'm never. I'm I'm not a clickbait guy. I'm not like uh, you know making crazy promises about making a whole bunch of money from this at, from this webinar kind of guy. It's really pretty boring. Um, but I will say it over and over again. The key here was the targeting. So. Who, what group of people did I target? Uh, one ad set was targeting my most engaged website visitors. So people who have, and I say most engaged, not most, most, but I wanted an audience of people who have engaged relatively strongly uh, as opposed to like the top 5% over the last 30 days or something. So I want a bigger pool of engaged. So yeah. you visited two times or more during the last uh, 180 days. And or you're in the top 25 percent of spending the most time on my site during the past 180 sure. days. So so basically sure. that cuts out the the one timers, the people who there for three seconds or whatever, and they still got added to an audience. Um, so that was one audience. The other one was this new one that Facebook's created of people who have engaged with my page over the last 365 days. Now, surprisingly, that was the one that outperformed the top website visitors. Um, I say surprisingly because like you don't necessarily have to even go to my website to um, engage with my Facebook page. You don't even have to like my page, nothing. And um, there are no thresholds with that to say like, oh, people who engage the most with my page. It was just people engaged my page during the last year. Um, So while that was surprising on the flip side of that, it's like, well, these are people who are used to engaging with me on Facebook as opposed to people who see who visit my website, they may have gotten there from an email or something and they don't like to click on links when they see them on Facebook. You know, so there, that could be the explanation. I was still kind of blown away by it. Um, so those are the two primary audiences I targeted. Um, it was, strangely enough, I didn't even target the engaged Facebook users for the lead ads. That was just, I just targeted my um, website custom audience. Well, because one reason too is the website custom audience is way bigger than the Facebook page engagement sure. custom audience. So I, I, way sure. more budgets going to the um, website custom audience. And uh, are you splitting placements on any of these or where are you putting them on uh, newsfeed, mobile? You put them in instant articles at all, uh, right side? Where, where, where are you putting possible, these on Facebook? Where possible. So um, instant articles aren't available for all, all the ad types. Uh, right. I don't me, think lead ads are not. Let, let, me, uh, let me tell you that. So yeah, for the lead ads, it's just Facebook newsfeed. Um, sure. That's the only availability. Um, let's, let me do it on the website conversions one. It's uh, Facebook feeds and Instagram. I ended up going with, I believe. Let me take a closer look. Yep, Facebook feeds and Instagram. Oh, and right column. Um, Got it. So all I don't split them up. I know that you like to split them up. Uh, I think especially in the case where I've got, I've also got one that's for page engagement. Like I said, it's a smaller audience. I start splitting it up and I think it's ridiculous. And I'm like, I got to lower my budget. Yeah, anymore. sure, sure, sure. So um, unless I've got this big audience where I'm assigning a whole lot of budget, it doesn't make any sense. But um, the, the website visitors, I'm spending $50 a day for one of the campaigns and the page engagement, I was only spending $10 a day because it's a smaller audience. Interesting, um, interesting. But that's the one that's performing in, really crazy um but uh yeah it's, it's i find it, i just find it really fascinating but it just re it just underscores or reemphasizes the fact that 
the targeting is so important. And to an example, because on the flip side of that is one that I struggle more with my targeting. It's I have this other webinar, and that's for entrepreneurs. So I got a free webinar on February 6th. Just started promoting that with Facebook ads. And yeah, I can target my website visitors, but not all those people are mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, right? So I had to get creative there. I targeted people who read my articles that were about entrepreneurs. I targeted people, or because I've, I've written, started write, write, writing articles lately for, for entrepreneurs. I, I targeted people who clicked on links and emails from me that are related to entrepreneurs. Um, and still, the cost per conversion on those are a dollar or more because the targeting right. is more complicated. It's not as easy. Right. Um, so it's just, it's just so important. And, and the creative for both of them, pretty much the same. I mean, it looks they look pretty much like the same kind of thing. So um, I took the same approach with both of them. Just the targeting with one is definitely going to be way more uh, precise than the other one because I haven't built up an entrepreneurial audience yet. Right. Oh, and, right. and one other point to make with, uh, with the targeting is for my exclusions. Obviously, I excluded ah, people who... Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I already excluded people who converted, but I excluded them three ways. So I excluded the people who registered via the lead ads. I excluded people by email address for my data custom audience that is synced at all times. I excluded mm-hmm. people who uh, hit the thank you page for my website custom audience. I also excluded people who opened that lead ad form twice or more. I excluded yep. people who visited the landing page twice or more because I figured I'm not going to keep on hitting them. Um, I can't exclude yep. the people who see the ad 20 times or whatever, but that's the best. And I feel like that's going to help with the efficiency as well. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I've heard the exclusions piece is like, how many, how much do you want to go down that road? That's an interesting question that I've heard different people have different schools of thought about on. Do you exclude? Um, I mean, how much do you walk down that road? Right. Do you, do you exclude if you're doing, let's say a number of different lookalike audiences, um, do you exclude one lookalike audience from another? Yeah. I have Um, had, I don't know about you, you, but I've had no, no success with that kind of stuff. Like I feel like, yeah. And I, I actually, I don't do that. The only thing I always make sure to exclude is I, you know, for doing customer acquisition stuff, love to exclude the fans and then love to exclude, um, the recent website visitors. And then I, I like to exclude the purchasers. And though, th- I mean, that's just a safe thing to me, but I don't think you need to go through the model of excluding the other lookalikes. And it's just, to me, it's like, that's another thing that Facebook has a hard time. Uh, you know, well, I, I think it's has a hard time kind of optimizing upon that. Yeah. Cause I get asked that a lot. They're like, okay, I've got these two ad sets. And so I'll use mine as an example. One is targeting people who visit my website. One is targeting people who engage with my Facebook page. Well, you got crossover with both of them. So, so on the website visit, should I exclude the people who engage with my page? And the, the Facebook page engagement, should I exclude the pay, people who visit my website? First of all, guess what happens when you do that exclusion on both sides? You completely remove the people who do both. Yeah, right. The most important people. <laughs> yeah. um, right. <laughs> but uh, the, the other thing is that even if you only excluded on one side, that um, so, for example, if I didn't do the exclusion on the, the website visitor side, but I did it on the engagement side, so then mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't be overdoing it. Even then, I have not found success with that because I think what it does is um, in that ad set, it prevents Facebook f- from being able to target the people who are most likely to engage with that, uh, which would be mm-hmm. the, in some cases the people you're, you're excluding. 
So while it may seem logical to apply some of those exclusions, so there's not all this overlap and whatnot, I just don't, I'm not convinced that overlap is necessarily bad because some, that overlap, that overlap is usually your most valuable audience. So allow Facebook to target those people. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, uh, I think, uh, one thing just to mention here is, um, uh, just drop this in if people are listening to this. Uh, John and I and a couple of other people are uh, going to be speaking next week to a gentleman f- from Facebook talking about improvements on the ad platform itself. So if you have thoughts on improvements in terms of uni- user experience, in terms of uh, things that would make it easier for us to understand things, feel free to put those in the comments and we can take those to this person um, and kind of just wanted to throw that thought out there. One other question we have, uh, uh, these people have been asking us a lot about scaling. This is a question that you get in the January, February timeframe. All right, it's been good. How do we ramp this up? Um, and there's always a, a push from people to want to go fast, right? The client says scale as quickly as possible. Um, but of course that's really the opposite of what you want to do. Um, how, if somebody says to you on a one-on-one, I, I want to scale this. I'm doing really well. Um, how, what are the some of the fundamentals that you would want to make sure they understand? First of all, the impact of budget and audience size. So there's certain things you you have your limits as far as how you can scale it. Second of all, depending on the audience size, as you raise budget, you're going to have less success. And you have to expect that. It's just a matter of mitigating how much less success you're having as you raise the budget. Because it all makes sense. Once again, Facebook's optimizing. And if they're doing it, right. doing it the right way, they're showing it to the people most likely to perform the action that you want them to perform. So if you're doing that under a $10 budget, those are the people most likely to do that within $10. And then you say, okay, let's change it to $1,000. Well, guess what? They're, the, 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 they've got to expand the net now. And the people are not identical to the, the people they're focusing in on on that, that $10. So the first is that they just need to understand that uh, but additionally, so if you're if you're having great success like I am, like I, I'm going to minimal scaling that I can do with what I just talked about today with uh, my webinar um, results, because, yeah, I've got an audience. Uh, I think it was a couple hundred thousand for my website visitors where I'm spending fifty dollars a day. I could spend maybe a couple hundred dollars a day on that, mm-hmm. um, but that's probably mm-hmm. the, the most. And. After that, I'd need to start expanding the audience. So, okay, not just my most engaged now. Let's do all website visitors uh, so we can add a few hundred thousand. Okay, now I can go up to maybe $500 a day. Maybe. Yep. Um, but even then, I'm not going to see anywhere close now to those results of 10 to $0.20 cents per registration. It's going to start going up right. and up and up and up. So um, just, be very, just a matter of setting expectations is that there's no – I'm not unless you start with a large audience, very large audience, very very large pool, and say, okay, scale that from ten dollars to a hundred dollars. Um, that mm-hmm. that can work, but if you're talking about you you found great results from a very specific small audience, smaller smallish audience, there's really no such thing as true scaling beyond just a you know a few dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, fifty dollars, whatever, because price will go up. Um, yeah, definitely. So, so I think it's I setting told- expectations and, and like what, I, what I've done in the past is I, I started using lookalike audiences 
And, mm-hmm. I, and I also knew what a conversion was worth to me, what I'd be worth, what I'd be willing to pay. So I expanded the net mm-hmm. with lookalike audiences, um, knowing that I was going to spend way more. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people in this group are Facebook advertisers that are using the lookalikes um, and are using that part of it because we're we're dealing with clients unlike you, who's you know you got your stuff that is a group of Facebook advertisers that's a super strong group, and so I think the 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 lookalike audience is definitely the backbone of which a lot of us build these external campaigns on, which is awesome. Um, and, uh, and you're, lu- you're lucky that you use them, but you don't have to use them all the time. I mean, I have lookalikes that are on all the time in my accounts because right. we got to find new people when we're scaling. Right. So, so I think one of the fun, there's a couple fundamentals I always think about. I think the first one is that expectation that is absolutely hundred percent true. How do you make sure that that expectation is clear? I think the second thing that you've got to have is you absolutely have to split what has been working out. Okay. So some people may disagree with me on this. You're talking about all placement and putting things or putting things, you know, kind of together in placement when you are scaling, putting together the, you know, things like splitting a ad one ad per ad set, you're splitting it out by also having, you know, that ad be on that specific placement. So add one mobile newsfeed, look alike one, add mm. two mobile newsfeed, look alike one. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, you're splitting those out and you have to kind of do the control of that. And, and that's a great way to scale because it's taking the success that you've had maybe at a smaller level where those are combined and you're breaking them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that when you are scaling, one of the important things to do is always be thinking about your retargeting program. So you can't have, and we now don't, I mean, it, this is sort of a, a topic that you, we've talked about a number of times and people are more sophisticated than they used to be, but you cannot treat all your website visitors the same. So how do you make sure that you are sequentially over time showing them something that's going to bring them into that conversion that you want them to make. And whether that's using alternative objectives, whether that's using alternative ad types, whether that's using, um, and probably is using time on site, custom audiences and those audiences of how long have, you know, they've been there three times in the last 14 days or whatever, treating them separately is an absolute essential to get in front of the grab that group of people along with the bidding at those group of people, because it's a smaller group of people. Um, so those are some of the main fundamentals I think about when you're scaling and yeah. ultimately it feels counterintuitive and it drives clients nuts. I understand it drives us nuts because some of us get paid on a percentage basis of spend, but you have to go slow. You yeah. have to take it down day. You cannot crank it up for no apparent reason. That's just not going to be helpful to you. So yeah, those are some of the fundamentals I think about scaling. Yeah. He said a lot of important things there. I think one, one thing that we often overlook is, um, the, the taking a different approach with the objective. So for example, um, and I'm doing this with, uh, and that, this is actually one of my best performing campaign right now for promoting my entrepreneur webinar. I I'm starting with a very small audience. So yeah, I am have one campaign where I'm optimizing for conversion, but when that audience size is like 5,000 people or 10,000 people, whatever it is that I have pinpointed as being entrepreneur-type entrepreneur people who are in my audience, because I, I just started doing this, um, I can't scale that and continue to optimize for a conversion. 
because it's like, again, 10,000 people max. But what I can do is change the objective. Um, and the one that is finding success is I'm tar- using the reach objective and showing people an ad no more than once every two days to everybody then in that audience. Um, so that's my version of scaling. So then I can raise the budget because now Facebook's no longer optimizing, just showing to a few of those people. I can have them show it to all of those people. And that's actually providing a lot of success. So, so sometimes it's not a matter of, okay, let's, let's spend more by just raising the budget on what's working. It's let's reach more of those current people without changing necessarily mm-hmm. the, the audience size. That's, that's, that's a great point. I, I think one of the things too, you know, I talked about splitting it out, but one of the things that, that's always good when you're trying to scale to figuring it out is, is, um, whatever you're trying to do to make it more complicated, actually try to simplify it first. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can increase budgets, um, and, and doing that on a daily basis, then do that, try that, see what happens with that. Um, so I think that that's one of those things we, we tend to overcomplicate. Sometimes we don't need to, uh, to make that a lot simpler. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, kind of along all those lines too, is it's a matter of, yes, we talked about it will result in, uh, a, in poor results as you raise budget, as you try to scale, there will be more loss. But the point is you want to minimize that loss. So you talked about splitting things out and find it. So something else you can do is um, you know within the ad reports, I know you like to split out the the, uh, the placements. I don't usually, but one thing I will do is go into the ad reports and say, okay, well, how is sidebar performing compared to audience network compared to news feeds? And I may see audience network is a pile of crap. Like, okay, I'll go into my ad set and I'll just turn off audience. So so while I raise the budget, I turn off the stuff within it that aren't that's not working. Or another example is. Um, if I have a $20 a day budget, I'm, I might just run one ad uh, under that $20 a day budget instead of ch- splitting it up among 10 different ads. But as I start raising the budget, this, right. is, this is what I did with those, those, that other webinar I was doing, doing lookalikes, I created 10 variations, 10 ad variations. And yes, Facebook's only going to show it to probably three of them at a time. So what I would do is I'd turn off everything else but those three that they're running. They run it for a while. I pick a winner. Um, turn them off or turn off the two that weren't working as well. Turn, turn on everything else to force Facebook to throw, to show something else. And so I went through this whole process of allowing Facebook to show all these ads, figured out what worked best. So again, it's a matter of separating it, um, optimizing some, some manually. So, so I'm minimizing that Uh loss as opposed to kind of like, okay, this is working. Let's spend 10 times as much and assume we're going to be able to get the same results. Right. Yeah. That multiple, uh, ads in one ad set is a, is, is an interesting one. Uh, and I don't, I don't do that. I, I don't know really why people would put multiple ads in an ad set. I mean, I, I do it to test it on a couple occasions, but it, you know, it's really dependent upon the first 500 impressions. So you can never really have a true AB test and you'll, you'll burn out creative really quickly by doing that. So, um, we're talking, we're talking, talking large, limited, we're talking large budget. audience here though, too. It look we're like talking a, yeah, we're talking a big audience, which, which might make more sense in that case for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And also in that case, I started with just targeting lookalikes, uh, generally. So all of them. And then I started targeting the overlap of those lookalikes, which you need a third party tool to do. But that's again, another case of, okay, we're going to scale, but also kind of, uh, focusing on what works and minimizing the loss. Sure. And really kind of shrank that audience a little bit 
but still, when you've got a million, two million people, it's plenty. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, just some things that, that I did, but certainly uh, curious how everybody else scales as well. Absolutely. So if there's a, you know, one thing to uh, potentially leave people with coming off of this, uh, if somebody said to you, uh, sitting in a, uh, ask a question in a conference or you sitting on a panel, what is one thing in the first quarter with Facebook advertising that I should be testing or trying? Um, what do you think uh, that is? What do you think would be one thing oh that they God. should be testing or trying right now? Uh, honestly, I, I always, there's so many things, but I always come back to targeting. So, um, mm-hmm. if I had to focus on one like new thing, so I hope you're already using website, custom audiences and doing crazy stuff there. So, I, w- I would probably look at the, the new Facebook engagement custom audiences as, as especially now that my eyes have been opened this week to some of the, the results that even better than my most engaged website visitors. Uh, I think that's something that people need to uh, experiment with. Uh, you got to cut me off because I could go on a long list of things that you should focus on. No, I totally agree with you. That's clearly that's clearly the biggest win I think that's come out of this is uh, or that's come out of the the first quarter is is this engagement custom audience is just great stuff working really well um, separating the 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 audiences that you have and uh, and also using them for video and using them for uh, page engagement and and using all these pieces together. I think that's that is absolutely the biggest thing that I would suggest that people try as well. And then automated rules. I think that that's pretty awesome too. You should try that out. Yeah, we should definitely. Uh, it's it's doing it's doing decent actually on one of one of our things. So I, I'm I'm I think keep it rolling. I totally agree with you. All right, man. Well, uh, we've already been 30 minutes. I feel like I've kind of dragged on, and I may may even be getting uh, slightly inebriated here. <laughs> I got to go for a run too. I got to go for a five mile, four or five mile run right after this before the PHC elite webinar. I'm a little kind of scared of that right now. Buena suerte, my friend. (laughs) Uh, Buena suerte on that. Exactly. Good luck, everybody. That's, that's what he is saying. Um, So uh, as we close out here, I think we're at about 30 minutes and um, you know, we got a few comments in here. Uh, David says automating rules for frequency capping. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point as well. Um, it's not so much frequency capping. It's a matter of, and I think this is what you're getting at. Um, you, can ha- you can run a rule saying once frequency hits X over three days, seven days, whatever it is, lower the budget, lower the bid, um, whatever. And I assume that's what he's getting at. Um, it's not true frequency capping. Um, you could get do some f- true frequency capping with the, the reach uh, objective, but uh, I think in a lot of cases people want to optimize for an action. So good point there, David. Um, but yeah, no, I think just to wrap up, um, thanks everybody in PHC Elite for hanging around and joining us at the pub. Hopefully, you all brought your beverage because we're going to start doing this, I think, more often going forward. Um, and then hopefully, you know, Andrew actually uses a beverage next time too. But. <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, for tuning in. I appreciate it. And uh, all my fans in uh, Scandinavia, feel free to keep emailing me. Got, I, I, got, I got three emails the last time. Nice. <laughs> coming from Scandinavia, so I'm huge over there. So where can people find you, Andrew? You can find me at uh, foxwelldigital.com. You can also find me at Andrew Foxwell on Twitter. Uh, and you can check us out on Foxwell Digital on Facebook as well. Uh, you can always email me 
at andrew at foxwelldigital.com. Um, if you have questions or thoughts on it, and uh, yeah, I appreciate being a guest on here, and thanks for having me. Also, don't forget that uh, anybody who you know, likes what we're talking about, thinks uh, Andrew or I can help you, you can set up a one-on-one with one of us or JR. So JR is talking more about starting a business and all the stuff that goes behind that. Just go to johnlumber.com slash consult to book some time. Otherwise, all I've got. Love to talk to you. Especially if you're from Scandinavia, apparently. Uh, (laughs) But thanks again, everybody. Until next time, do awesome things.